It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Chad Brown, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chad, you know, we're here in Kentucky. You know one of the best horse trainers in America is named Chad Brown. Did you know I that? I am aware. I, I am aware. I sometimes li- get tweets in the, uh, sent to him that wind up to me. He lives here in uh, he lives in Louisville, right down the road, and he is uh, he has a big Derby contender just for those of you in a couple weeks. But Chris Carlin, I don't know if he cares about horse racing, but he is the regular host of Canty and Carlin. And Chris, are you a horse racing guy at all? Do you ever watch the the ponies? Yeah, sure. I I, I watch them enough to pick the wrong ones. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No, I, okay. I I absolutely do. I've I've gone to the Derby a few times. I've been I've been to all three major races. Uh, yeah. different time. So, yeah, I love the ponies. Yeah, Derby's a week and a half away. I don't think know if people even realize it. All right, so you were talking about the Lakers. There are three teams right now that are up 3-1. You got the Knicks against the Cavs. You got the Lakers against the Grizzlies, And surprisingly, the Heat against the Bucks. All three of them play tonight. Which, which of the three close it out? Probably the Lakers. I would expect the Cavs to live for another day. But I think that the Knicks will close that out in six games at the Garden. You know, I, I, I'm just very down on what's gone on with the Grizzlies because, you know, as I was talking about there, there is that uh, severe level of immaturity that they have. Um, and they're such a good team at home. It just feels like one of those things where it's inevitable and the Lakers are the kind of team that is going to uh, close that out. Uh, there's going to be one of those spots in the fourth quarter where you look at it like, okay, this is going to determine the game. And the Lakers are going to – ultimately make that play and i listen it's not a knock in the heat it's more about who the bucks are i still would put it at a, a good 30 to 35 percent chance that they could come back from down 3-1 to win this series chris let's keep it in the nba uh last night my denver nuggets got the victory end up uh, winning the series against minnesota the matchup against the suns is coming up starting on saturday how do you see that series going You know, it's interesting. Um, The Nuggets, I think, should win that series. And the reason being, I I know everybody's going to look at Phoenix. They're going to look at their um, the superstars that they have and, you know, guys that have certainly been there before. And they're going to look at what's been disappointing about the Nuggets uh, over the last four to five years, not getting, you know, very far in the postseason. I, I think this is a spot where the Nuggets can really earn a lot of respect. And I, I kind of think they will. The, the Suns are just not deep enough. You know, is this, is this series going to work against them from that standpoint? I, I could definitely see that. And, I, I, I mean, the numbers with the Jokic on the floor are just staggering. Uh, they really are, especially in the postseason. So I, I, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I haven't been, Chad, and maybe I should be, but I haven't been a believer in the Nuggets just based on the postseason history of the last few years, and I'm starting to come around on it uh, that they that they will get a that they will get this done against a team that I think everybody just expects to roll the balls out there and win. 
Are you? We're talking to Chris Carlin here. Are you? Are you a Trey Young guy? I feel like people either are Trey Young guys or not. People either love him or you hate him. Yeah. I knew he was going to make that shot last night. I just felt like that's the kind of shot that dude makes. I'm pro Trey Young. Are you pro or con? I was con, but damn, that was impressive. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, that was that was a hell of a performance. Um, that's the kind of performance that changes people's minds about him. Um, I, I look at Trey Young the last couple of years, and maybe this is unfair. He feels like an empty superstar in a lot of ways. And, yeah, they made it to the conference finals a couple of seasons ago. But I, I, don't, I never looked at him and said that that guy is a huge difference maker. Even look at it in the bigger terms. Was it worth it for the Hawks to make the deal to trade away Doncic and to get Trey Young? And the answer to that, I think up until this point, um, people would probably say no, that Doncic is the better overall player. But when you have performances like that, that changes people's minds. And I have to say, that had me coming around a little bit on Trey Young. That really did. All right. Uh, Chris, Matt Miller from ESPN joined us earlier, and he and I gave Matt Jones a hard time about his Will Levis love. Oh, stop uh, it. Y'all yeah. are wrong. so wrong. Why are you so wrong? <laughs> so, um, are you a uh, buyer or seller on Will Levis as being the top quarterback in this year's draft? Speak carefully, Carl. Oh, dear God. Uh, oh, dear God, Matt. Come on. Uh, come on. No, no, I'm not a Will Levis guy. All right. Here's why. Save this Here's audio. Why. Shannon, save the audio. <laughs> Here's why. Number one, um, he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford in, what, two, three years at Penn State. Number two, uh, the number one thing I always want to know about a quarterback is what the red zone numbers are. Two years ago, they were very good. This year, they were downright awful. He took a ton of sacks in the red zone. I think his rating, his QBR in the red zone this year was like 26. It was something absurdly bad. Um, okay. I, I also don't love the accuracy concerns. I, I never love that. It's fixable, but I, I don't love that. If you had to make me rank the four quarterbacks, I would, or, well, leaving Hendon Hooker out of the mix, I would probably rank him third. I, you know, Richardson's such an incredible athlete, but speaking of accuracy, like those numbers are just downright awful. When you have, what, four or five games that are under 50% completion percentage, it's not just drops. All right, Carlin, I, I, we're going to get you out of this, but I, on this. But I do want to say this. you got to help me because I respect you. You're a radio guy. There aren't a lot of radio guys out there, and I respect that. So, let, <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, Chad was saying to me during the break, and I think he's right, i got to be careful because I've seen every snap Will Levis played, and I don't want to let that bias go in the other direction, too, too favorable, right. right? But at the same right. time – you mentioned the stats in the two years. And what I would say is he had, from his junior year, he had three NFL offensive linemen leave the program and get drafted. Yeah. And then he had basically a brand-new offensive line, and three of his four top receivers were true freshmen, and he got hurt mm -hmm. in the second game of the year. So to me, mm -hmm. the stat drop is completely explainable, yet I don't ever hear people say that. They just go, well, he got worse, but you, they don't talk about the fact that the starting center for the Jaguars went to the draft, went to the draft, that Landon Young starts for the Saints, and he was gone, and that he lost all these weapons. Don't you think that 
could be a reason why his 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 stats dropped. Sure, uh, Wondell Robinson too. Same thing. Exactly, Absolutely. Wondell Robinson. Yeah, I, I I definitely listen. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Will Levis is going to be a disaster. Okay, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm saying if you made me rank those guys, I'm putting him third because Young is far and away above everybody else with uh, of with. C.J. Stroud, not that far off. Um, and again, it's not all based in this, but I turn and look at Stroud's red zone numbers, and I know who he's playing with. I understand that. But 23 touchdowns in one pick. Um, that says a lot to me. I, I, and I Listen, that big-time game, the Georgia game, I know it's one game, but it does a lot for me. And, I, and to tell you the truth, like earlier, you, you guys know I do the Rutgers games as well. He didn't play well against Rutgers. It was Rutgers was going to do their best to take him away, and they just ran the ball uh, at will in that game. And I came away from it thinking, eh, I don't know about Stroud. Then I watched him the rest of the year. That, that's what put me kind of over the top. You want to you wanna factor that in? Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Will Levis is going to be a, a, a mess, but I would say that if you made me choose, I'm definitely taking – there's a, a definite division between the top two and then the next two. Well, thank you very much, Chris Carlin, host of Candy and Carlin. Appreciate your time, as always. I don't know if you do appreciate my time based on my answers. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you. Listen, I like the way you... I liked your answers, Chris. I love yeah, it. Listen, it is We're very nice. Chad, you're a st- you chat because you're a stealer and you get it. That's why. I'm a, former, I'm a former lawyer. I just want people on the record so that later I can convict them in the court of appeals. So that's all I want, Carlin. I've got you both on the record, and in a few years I will convict you all in the court of appeals. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Now, who will go first, Levis or Young? We'll find out Thursday, 2023 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio, presented by Boost Mobile. Canty and Carlin will be hosting, and first-round coverage begins at 7 Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Trey in the middle, fires the three. Bang! Trey Young just hit it with 1.8 to go, and the Hawks take a two-point lead. Tatum fires at the buzzer and misses, and the Atlanta Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have come in and shocked the world, folks. Janet Jackson will have to wait till Friday for her second show. Offensively, we played at a good tempo, and that, that started with Trey. And, you know, we made some shots in the fourth quarter. All right, so I don't understand. What was the Janet Jackson reference? Is there like a concert? Or yeah, something? it's actually uh, they have a conflict now at the uh, at the arena because there's a second night of a Janet Jackson concert is booked for the same night as Game Five of the series. Well, then I'm going to ask you, Chad, straight up. Now tell me, do you love Trey Young forever or not? After the way he played and the shot he hit the other night. When a guy scores the last 14 points of the game, hits clutch well, that's shots. Paul Abdul, didn't it? I just did Paul Abdul. <laughs> you, 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 sorry, little, Chad. A little mixing of your uh, I'm sorry. late I thought, 80s, early 90s I was uh, really, fingers. I was really impressed, and I was upset you didn't give me credit, and then I realized I botched it, so my fault. Go ahead. It's all good. It's all good, man. You know, Paul – Actually, Paul Abdul was a choreographer for Janet Jackson, so I could see maybe somehow okay, that, how you, you got know, that little That's confused. where I was. Good call. Good, very yes, good. Uh, hey, I'm trying to help you out, my brother. All <laughs> right. You. So when you're Trey Young and you hit the last 14 points of the game, you hit clutch shots, it's hard not to love you. But when they do an anonymous poll of NBA players, Trey Young is by far away the leader as the most overrated player. So mm-hmm. uh, you and I and our love is not felt by a lot of NBA players for him. I've always felt like if you want to know who's good, 
as players, right? Like if like when you played, did you feel like there were guys that were maybe overhyped versus how good you thought they were as you played? Oh, absolutely. I thought guys who got unfair media you wanna, love. You want to you throw me one or two? Or is that just not, you know, come on, you want to give me one or two? I mean, listen, doesn't mean they weren't good, but maybe not as good as you thought or as people w- thought they were. I'll, I'll, I'll go with this example. I'll go with the offensive line. Offensive linemen, because there's very few stats, if you are a prevalent team that's, you know, seen frequently on Sunday night football and Monday night football, and you're a big-name offensive lineman, there's a chance you'll make three or four Pro Bowls Towards the end of your run, that you, you really didn't earn, that you really didn't earn because people just got used to thinking you as one I of see. the best. So they were offensive linemen who I would play every year. I'd be like, dude, come on, you're you're not even starter quality, and you're going to make the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in the AFC West. The Seahawks used to be in the AFC West, and I'm battling against Junior Seau every year, trying to squeeze into a Pro Bowl. You can just get chewed in, and you don't even play hard anymore. Um, so there was a little bit of jealousy on my part, but also speaks to the fact that some of these guys get overrated and the media hype continues and uh, perpetrates that, that thinking. So for Trey Young, anonymous poll, NBA players have him double the percentage of, of uh, Julius Randle at 7.4%. Trey Young at 14.8% of the players polled saw him as overrated. I think part of it with offensive linemen is for people like me, we have no idea what's good. Right, like we don't even know what we're looking at most of the time with offensive linemen. So I do think it's easier for just to sort of be swayed by people in the Pro Bowl voting. As for Trey Young, here's what's interesting about Trey Young to me: when most people think of Trey Young, the first thing they think is that he's selfish. But when he was in college basketball at Oklahoma and he was scoring all those points, a lot of people don't realize he led the NCAA in assists. And even this year. He's like one of the top assist guys in the league, and yet we see him as selfish because people say he shoots too much. It's interesting to me how the perception of him, he is a really great passer, but I don't think people realize that, and I feel like our perception of what Trey Young is, he's an awful defender, one of the worst defenders in the league, but like... He is not what people think, and, I, and yet they have this view of him that they're very locked in on. I just think there's a big game, big moment assassin within him yes. that, I, that I love like to Like Reggie see. Miller. And I, I have a, such an admiration for guys who are able to do that. Not every great player is a big moment player. Not every great player is a big game player. So guys who find ways in big moments and big games to step up and be counted on and make critical shots or make critical plays on the football field, I, I love those guys maybe versus a guy who has better stats and maybe is a bit more consistent overall but doesn't have that same big game DNA. Now, at the same time, you just point out the flaws, and those flaws will get you beat. He's on the court. He is not. He's. He, he's. There's no defensive help and coming he's the worst from this guy. Defender. He's, he's the worst awful. defender. He yes. is awful. So uh, I love. Also, while I love big name and big moment players, I also like you to be well rounded, and I like you to be a team player. And it's hard for you to be team if your only contribution is when the ball is in your hands. Do you? This is, I think, the question with him. Can you win a title if he's your best player? Uh, you need a lot of – well, you got to have a, four players on the court who pride themselves on their defense because he clearly does not. Um, so, But it's, it's out it, of the same question with him with Luka, 
right? Like, aren't they kind of? I mean, Luca may, is probably a, is a better player, but right. you know, they, tra- they were traded for each other, so we always pair them off. But I wonder the same thing about Luca. As great as he is, can you win with a guy who's a ball hawk, uh, sort of ball hog like him, and that everybody has to stand around and wait and see what he does? I, I, I think the the Warriors model of you know passes and movement and various players being the the emphasis each given night. I think it's a better formula than, to your point, uh, the let's give it to this guy and see what he can create while we all stand around and watch. There's other talented players on the court, and you've got to find ways to incorporate those guys into the game plan and not eliminate them from the game plan. It's interesting because I think of him and Luka and James Harden as the same. Guys who the ball stops with them, but yet they're really good passers but you still have to design your whole game plan around that person. And history has sort of shown us that that is just not a strategy that wins championships. But it is fun to watch in a one-game scenario. When he took that 30-footer last night, did you think it was going in? I knew it was going I knew it was I money. I, I could tell by the, the, the previous 11 points he had that that was going to be money. I think it'll also be interesting to see, Chad, if the Celtics regret not winning that in five. Because now they've given Joel Embiid another, at least two more days rest. If they lose game six, even more. I do wonder if they'll look back and go, we could have stolen a game or two at the start of that series while Embiid was still hurt, and now they've given him a chance to get fully healthy. Yeah, you can't let the, that guy get healthy and get his confidence back. Yeah, they, I think they, all these NBA teams who are, are allowing these teams to have life, when you're up top, you've got to choke somebody out. I know it's yes. violent language, but yes, oh, wow. <laughs> choke them out. At, 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 at the least, give up a, maybe a gentleman sweep. Where they won one game, maybe you didn't show up. But you give them life, you give them confidence, and it's a shooter's game. You could be off one night and they could be hot, and you could find yourself saying one, two, three Cancun after the game instead of one, two, three next series. Philadelphia swept. Denver closed out last night. I think it's interesting that Boston was not able to do it in a spot that they definitely should. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. The Lakers have a chance to beat the Grizzlies in five. Most people didn't see that happening. But if they do, how far can they go? That's next here on Canty and Garland. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Booker from 15. Yes, indeed. Devin Booker. When he's called upon, he answers the call. He'll eliminate the Los Angeles Clippers. Suns will move on. The Suns win. We knew it was going to be like that in the closeout game, and to be able to make enough plays down the stretch, I thought J.O. Steele was one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter, and we just were able to make enough plays to, to win the game. It is Canty Garland here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones and Chad Brown. That was courtesy Arizona Sports, 98.7 FM. We are happy to be joined on the phone by Ryan Hollins. He's a former NBA player, of course, but he's also the Houston Rockets TV analyst. And Ryan, I, I, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, we obviously had the possibility of a big upset, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I want to talk about last night. You're the Boston Celtics. You're up 3-1. You're at home. And I feel like if you're a great team, and you're a team that's once has aims at winning the title, you close that series out. You don't give it a chance to go to a game six on the road where you could lose, and then there's a game seven where you never know. I feel like great teams win that game last night, and Boston didn't. Do you agree with that? Here's the one thing we're going to say, is there's more parity in the NBA right now than we've ever seen. Now, from a coach's aspect – you got to know that Trey Young, Ice Trey, is going to do what he's pulling from the logo. And we've seen two other scenarios in which what happened. The Aaron Fox gets the ball. They're, gonna, they're up. They're going to beat the Warriors. What'd they do? Double team, got it out of his hands. Harrison Barnes wasn't ready. He misses the shot off of the back rim. Okay. John Moran, ran double team, got the ball out of his hands. Boston played with fire. You're right. And – Ideally, you'd like to hope that, you know, when your guys can get a stop, superstar on superstar, Jalen Brown versus Trey Young, and it, and it just didn't happen. Now, are you going to panic? No, but you do have a point in that, hey, Boston is definitely a contender, but Boston, as far as the Suns, as far as, hey, uh, you know, um, you know, Colorado, the Nuggets, I don't think anybody just looks great right now. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. He missed games that they may not even make it past the Heat. In fact, it looks like they're not going to make it past the Heat. So uh, there's more parity than we've seen in the NBA. It's wide open. I think the sun started to peak a little bit. But, hey, man, they darn near let that one go. And we all know, hey, with a healthy Kawhi, healthy PG, they probably get out of the round. 
All right, Ryan. Uh, let's take it to, out to L.A. Well, actually, it's going to be in Memphis tonight. Can the Lakers close this thing out in, in Game 5? And if that is the case, if you think that is the case, do they have enough for a title run with the way they're constructed? Let me, let me re-answer what you just said. The Lakers have to close this out. The Lakers have to close this out. Why? Because they need to rest those old bones. They do not want to go seven <laughs> games against a team that they shouldn't be playing that much with. And the the biggest key that we said all year long, for for the Lakers to have success, they got to be what? They got to be healthy. LeBron ain't getting no younger. Anthony Davis ain't getting no healthier. Okay, so at the end of the day, it's imperative that they close this game out. They should. John Morant's playing around 70% with that hand. Uh, They got two key guys out, Brandon Clark and Adam. So, you know, they do have to take advantage. They got to win this. I think they should. I really like the way that LeBron managed the game. I think Dylan Brooks made a calculated mistake in waking up LeBron. And the reason why I say Dylan Brooks made a, a, a big mistake, the reason I say this is because I don't think that their team was on the same page with that move. Forgive me, I may, may be wrong. I don't have information privy to the locker room, but I played before – and it looked like everybody wasn't on the same page of, hey, you didn't just give LeBron bulletin board material. You gave the entire team bulletin board material. And I think that's what came back and, and hurt them because that's a game where we've seen LeBron's Lakers kind of sleepwalk through these games or disappoint in moments. And that series easily could have been 2-2. But there's that extra added motivation in which the Lakers were able to push over the top. So I, I want to go back for a second because you – well, first of all, on Dylan Brooks. Uh, let me ask you about Dylan Brooks. So, like, you know that there's a group of people out there who play basketball that talk trash that, like, it's worthy to talk trash because they're great. A lot of people say Larry Bird was, like, the best trash talker of all time. And then there are the dudes who talk trash that, that sort of – they're not really of the ability that they should. You said Dylan Brooks made a mistake. I think everybody agrees with that. But was it, like, so egregious in part because he's Dylan Brooks and not John Morant? I'll give, I'll give you this. So, when I was in Boston, um, Paul Pierce was a, 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 a trash – Paul would say wild things. He would trash talk. He would get himself going. Ray Allen wasn't that much of a trash talker. KG said things that I cannot repeat to this day, <laughs> okay? He said things to LeBron that I would not repeat, all right? We're going we to leave it at that. But you know what? That was our team culture. We knew whatever Kevin was going to say, we were going to rally around. That was the culture. That's how we had one in Boston. And we knew that we needed to get under LeBron's skin. We had to see if he was that guy. I believe that Dylan Brooks' success – comes from, to answer your question, from being that guy. I played against Dylan Brooks when he was about 16 or 17 years old for the Canadian national team, and he was chirping in. And he wasn't an NBA player. He wasn't that good, but he made himself into a player. Hats off to that young brother. Salute. My problem comes into play. I don't know if Memphis has established that culture yet. I don't think that they were all as a team on the same page. You saw Desmond Baines uh, uh, comments of saying, hey, LeBron's a right-hand driver. Why do we give up a right-hand drive? I don't think that they're all on the same page in the locker room. And that's why I say, if you're going to speak up, make sure it's a team thing. That's from my perspective on the outside looking in. I don't, Like I said, I don't have inside information to the deal, but I would say as a former player, 
that's where I would question the trash talk because what it did, it didn't rally your guys. It rallied the Lakers, and they rallied around LeBron, and they they rallied LeBron around him. And, and LeBron, you know, closed out that game. Instead of second-guessing, he said, you know what, let me show you that I'm the king. And he had those those two big closing plays to put the Lakers up in the series and in that game. Ryan, from from the guys you're talking about who talk trash to the Joker, who uh, doesn't talk much trash at all, and KD, who did most of his trash talking on his Twitter burner account, uh, who do you see being the best player in that series coming up starting on Saturday, the Nuggets and the Suns, two guys with MVP uh, in their backgrounds, who's the best player? Oh, Kevin Durant, not even close. And I think in the in the third quarter, uh, you know, Clippers, Phoenix, we saw that button pushed where, like, everybody was like, ooh, Phoenix is nasty. That's tough. Devin Booker going off. Now it's KD going off. Oh, my goodness. Those boys are different. This is what you have been looking for. And you know they're not firing on all cylinders, but if they get hot at the right moment, watch out for the Suns. I mean, this was the series. If you're going to knock off the Suns, in my mind, for it to happen. But they gave you shades of where you can see the greatness. They're like, pick your poison. Who are you guarding? Are, 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 you, guarding, are, you, are you guarding KD with the double team? Or are you you're going to double team Booker? You know, who is it? So, um, ultimately, I like Joker. I love him. He is a, a walking triple-double, the greatest pass, passing big man we have ever seen. Maybe we'll see play the game. But at the end of the day, man, no. I, I, I'm going with KD. Ryan Hollins, former NBA player. You are the TV analyst also for the Rockets, so i got to ask you about M.A. Udoka. He's named Rockets head coach, had his press conference. He's obviously a great coach. I found it interesting he took that job because I think that's a hard job, but you're there. How do you think the fit is going to be? I'm ecstatic. Uh, the one thing we know about Emmanuel Udoka, and I, I had to play against him, is that he, he comes with a lot of respect. He's a former player. And I think that obviously we're not our, – our team's makeup is not what Boston was when he took over and led them uh, to the NBA Finals. But it was a team that was kind of like, you know, a little inconsistent, you know, had to figure things out, extremely talented. And Ime brought a no-nonsense type of approach there. So – I think he is the guy to take Houston uh, to the next level. I- I'm excited for the move. And, um, you know, I-, I-, I don't want to say that I was surprised, but I'm I- I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely ecstatic because no one can question uh, that he can coach. And I think that, you know, with the young talent in Houston, with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and the potential, you know, high pick moving forward, you know, there's talent that you have some pieces moving forward. So it's not a question – uh, of the talent is just putting it together. We've seen him do that before. Ryan Hollins, take care of my guy uh, Ty Ty down there. Uh, he's good. You guys got to get him some minutes because he can play. Man, that boy dropped fifty three in the G League this year. We know I what know. Ty Ty can do, man. We standing for him, man. <laughs> I love some Ty Ty. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Anytime, guys. Thanks, Ryan. 50- 53 is a lot, Chad. Did you ever drop – I mean, were you a basketball guy at all? Did uh, I, did a little, I did a little basketball, um, but I didn't put a 53. I was more of a Rodman kind of player. I had dirty work, rebounds, great defense, tenacious in your face, but uh, shooting uh, from behind the arc, no, that wasn't my skill set. Yeah, I was more of a Jack Haley kind of player. I was on the team to make sure the other people didn't get in trouble, and I was like a, a you know, 11th did raise, man. 
Did you raise the team GPA? Was that helped your... to tell the team GPA? I was big with the GPA. <laughs> kept nice. us all from kept us all passing. It all right. was a, a really good role for me. Now, the Clippers. You know, they are done, and now the question is, does the Kawhi-Paul George thing continue? We'll look at that more from the NBA playoffs. It's Kenny Carlin right here on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. All right, what? Who is this? What, who is this? T Pain. Did you say Pay Pay? T Pain. T Pain. Sorry, Chad. Check. I think didn't like that. I didn't know that was T Pain. I just. I mean, I know other T Pain works. I don't know this one, but I do know it's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And he's Chad Brown, and I'm Matt Jones. And the NBA playoffs are here on ESPN Radio. Tonight you get the Kings and the Warriors presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Who you got tonight, by the way? Kings and Warriors, pivotal game five, Chad. Who you, who you, who you like? You want to be the champ, you got to beat the champs. I'm all about the Warriors, man. I, I like a championship mentality. Uh, I, I know how difficult it is to try to repeat as a champion. When every game you play, people have you circled on the calendar. That's the game that everybody wants to go see. That's the game everybody's giving tickets away for. It's a gauntlet to try to repeat as champions. So I have a lot of respect for the Warriors and what they've done. They've put themselves back in this situation where they have the opportunity to repeat. Uh, I got the Warriors tonight. Yeah, I'm taking the Kings. That atmosphere. You know, I mean, you know how hard it's going to be to win in that atmosphere when they're lighting the beam and they're doing, they got, I mean, I'm not going to say they got three former Kentucky guys, but they got three former Kentucky guys of Fox and Monk and Trey Lyles and Sabonis doing his thing. Like, I, I, that's a tough atmosphere. I will say this if the Warriors win in that atmosphere, I got to tell you, I think they're dangerous to go all the way to the finals, Chad, because I don't, they will not face a harder arena and a hotter player than the Kings, De'Aaron Fox combination they'll face tonight. I would agree with that. And the Warriors have been awful, awful, awful this season. Awful. On the road. Um, and part of that's uh, got me thinking maybe they get a chance to sneak up on the Warriors and their fans a little bit. 
Well, I, I, I can't. I'm sorry, the Kings I, and their fans. I right. think it is so cool for the NBA and basketball to have that Kings atmosphere. There are certain places that it's just special when it gets going. The Garden is like that with the Knicks, right? Like that atmosphere in game, what, four the other night was just absolutely amazing Sunday afternoon. And I think it's going to be like that this evening. Now, the atmosphere wasn't as exciting yesterday when the Clippers and the Suns played. But now there's uh, reports Kawhi Leonard has torn meniscus in his right knee. Stephen A. Smith, the host of First Take, when he heard this news, said this. Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. I'm done. He needs to go home, okay? So, I'm not in any way questioning the legitimacy of Kawhi Leonard's injury. A matter of fact, I'm fully embracing it. I've heard very, very alarming stories about his health. You see people talking about he's walking around or limping all the time. He is not a healthy individual. I'm not questioning his heart. I'm not questioning his courage. I'm not questioning any of that. The man's a two-time champion. He's a two-time MVP. He is the absolute worst superstar you could possibly have on your team. He's barely ever there. And on top of it all, he does nothing to market or promote your franchise. Absolutely, positively nothing. Do you agree with that sentiment, Chad? That is a strong, those are strong words from Stephen A. Do you, do you go with it? It's definitely strong words from Stephen A. And I will agree from a marketing standpoint, but force this guy to retire. Uh, you know, Kawhi's definitely been banged up. And I'm looking at some of his injury history here back in 2017, the uh, sprained left ankle. Then in 2018, the, white, the right quad. And then in 2021, the partially torn ACL. Now we got the meniscus tear. At some point, as an athlete uh, who, who makes his living on his feet and trying to be explosive, those lower leg injuries, those lower body injuries start to stack up on you. If he's truly limping around away from the court, maybe he should have that conversation with himself, with the man in the mirror kind of thing about retiring and how many more of my body parts am I willing to sacrifice for this game. And at some point, at some point, you get so many injuries that you are just literally setting yourself up for the next one. You spend all this time rehabbing this knee. Now the next time around, the other knee is the issue. And it starts to be a, just a kind of a, a chain that moves around from one leg to the other, from one from one knee to one ankle to one foot, because the 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 structure of it all is is off base now from all those different injuries, and you can't keep yourself healthy long enough to be able to play. Yeah, I mean, you can't force somebody to retire. That's not how it works. But I do think his point about it's hard to rely on Ka- Kawhi Leonard. It just is. I mean, he's going to take up such a percentage of your of your of your cap, and you ca- you don't know if you can rely on him. And I don't think that's going to change. But that was the bet you made when you signed him originally. Now we talked about Aaron Rodgers. Will he return to MVP four more and the draft next on Kenny and Carl? Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.